0: Welcome back to Movie Trailer News Podcast, your host Chris here with Roe, and we're here to review the latest from Jordan Peele that he directed and wrote. Uh, We are here to talk about about the movie Nope. Uh,
1: Roe, what did you think? The more I think about this movie, the more it grows on me. I was extremely um, conflicted when I originally came out of the movie theater, and I think that might be a thing that happens for everybody. This is extremely ambitious. Um, it's well thought out. I liked the casting, but I think he might have been in certain places a little too subtle for the entire third act to feel extremely cohesive and come together. But I liked it. Yeah. Um,
0: I like the movie too. I think it, this is definitely going to be one of the ones. I it's jordan peele is he's he's doing the opposite you see some directors do where it is their first set of movies or big films or maybe more um niche and then they get more um broad as they go along he turned it more broad right you know with something like get Mm -hmm. out everything everybody was like okay i get that one even us when you think about it a lot of folks kind of took a while to get them Nope, it's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 Most people are going to go in thinking it's one thing or with an expectation of certain things, and it's not really that, right? And I, I don't think it's going to be the film that people think it is. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good, um, but I'm with you. It's like, it's one of those films that it grows on me more the further away I get away from it. Got to think of more about what I saw versus what, um, I guess I was expecting, and, and, and that was... It, I wasn't even
1: expecting that much, because I didn't even see a lot of trail I don't even think I saw a full trailer for this. No, I watched a teaser, and then I didn't watch anything else, and I muted the words, nope, and, which was kind of a problem for a while, um, and nope movie really right. early on, because I didn't want to see anything of it, and I didn't want to see a lot of the speculation, because I feel like the way Jordan Peele goes about telling his stories is... There's always some kind of weird what if in his head, but there's also this kind of, this gold mine, this little Pandora's box of sci-fi nostalgia and horror nostalgia. And you never know exactly what's gonna happen with the idea that pops in his head with whatever is the next thing that gets released from the box that Pandora is holding. That's a frightening metaphor I just built there. But it feels kind of like that's what's going on with this movie because if you're going to this movie thinking that he's going to do what he overtly did in the other two movies and kind of frame this within a recognizable form of the collective Black experience, you need to check your gut and you need to check what that means for you. Uh, because he's not doing that. This is bigger than that. It's, like, it's pretty obvious even from the trailer that this movie is about you know, s- sensationalism and get rich quick schemes, because your first impulsive response to thinking that you see a UFO shouldn't be, I'm gonna be the first one to tell everybody about it and I'm gonna be famous. And that's what you see in the teaser a little, where you're like, nope. And then they're out. So after I'd done this and after I read my review, it kind of felt like he's building his own. Mythology, so to speak, and he had to go bigger. This has to be bigger than just something that's going to immediately resonate at least with a part of his viewing community. But I think that part works really well, going bigger and kind of normalizing how you see black people and the the relationship the, the dynamic that he puts between Daniel Kalua and Kiki Palmer it almost at one point made me wonder whether or not Kiki Palmer knew that some of the directions he clearly had to have given her about how she's formulating the character of Emerald in this movie is her memified, right Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's still about talking about putting a mirror up to society, only it's not necessarily showing you back your own reflection. It's kind of showing you back the consequences or the ramifications of how you relate to society and i thought that was really cool um this is a whole ass western by halfway through the second act and all the way through the end which i thought was hilarious so like the the nostalgia beats come from uh you know strange weird songs and i can't say what it is because that gives away too much But there's a moment in here where there's the creepiest, slowest recitation of some lyrics ever. And I was like, man, if you don't stop, I would like to fight this man right now. Because I knew exactly immediately what song that he was going. It's kind of about this idea, like, predatoriness. But a lot of it is just about how we always be wallowing in mess and the risks and the sacrifices people will make, you know, to get put on. Mm -hmm. To have their moment. Right?
0: Yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of that in this film. Like you said, a lot of the character or more amalgamations of different kinds of characters. Like you said, I would say almost everybody's almost mammified in this film a little yeah. bit. Um yeah. So there's a lot of that going in there and so you can you can see that, that there there's a lot of combinations of different types of characters and things like that pulled in. Um you know, I think that might and that might be you know, one of the things that that gives me at some points, you you feel like some of the characters, maybe you don't get enough time with, like Stephen Hughes' character. You, I like, I, I get the point. I get what they were doing with that character. It's just one of the things of it's just for a two-hour and ten-minute film. There's actually a lot of film here. <laughs> uh-huh. There's just, there's just so much, right? Um, and so I think that's going to get people. It's not as easily digestible as his other films were. But again, I yeah. think this is, I think this is by design because it's. We've talked about how we've seen filmmakers do this kind of stuff. We, the MCU does this, right? Where all right, we're gonna give you the easiest stuff possible first, and now at the time now, they're just like, we're gonna give you Eternals. If you're, you're either in, you're out at this point. We don't we don't give a shit, right? You're you're, you're gonna get in there. He's kind of done that now with his films, like with Get Out. You're okay. Us, you're like, hmm, that's okay. I, I get it. I get the point here. This one, I think it's going to be a little bit harder because you're also pulling in some elements that, I'll be honest, a lot of folks don't really, they don't like that weird shit, right? They don't, a lot of folks don't do Westerns, you know, they say they want to West, they don't do Westerns. And then two, like this is dealing, you know, from the trailers, you've seen how they're dealing with the whole UFOs and, and extraterrestrials and things like that and horror element. A lot of folks don't do that shit either, Right. I mean, me and you know this because we watch a lot of that weird shit. Yeah, like, we down. But most, we down people, but most people aren't, right? And so I remember when I was coming out of the theater, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks I know liked it. There were some black folks that were like, oh, what he was doing with this? And I'm like, you're going to get, there's going to be some. there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be, a, I don't think, and I don't think he cares. I don't think he gives a shit, which is, is, is also great for a black director and black writer to not give a shit about that. Um, But
1: there's going to be a lot of that. Right? Like, Undone, I, I hope he really doesn't care. I, I do because, um, like the overt, like, slams he takes at racism and social structure constructs and all that stuff in the first two movies, yeah. I thought they were amazingly tastefully well done in a way that exploits the concept and idea of that trauma porn being the way that people feel that you need to experience being black. This is a whole different bag, and it's just as black as the others but not in the way that we as a community, a la the monolith are used to seeing ourselves on screen. Like there are a couple of moments, cause you're right. I, I will agree with what you said, something you said relatively early. Everybody's kind of shallow character development wise. He doesn't dig into them. He's not interrogating them. This is not about the interpersonal relationships between them. It's, it's the, the connections between them are touchstones and not much more. Um, but there's this other thing that he's doing in here that if you really pay attention you get all the things that you got overtly in the other movies like there's a moment that i'm the youngest and i'm the only girl so i have two older brothers and there's a moment where kiki um is talking to her brother about something and then he meant uh oj mentions like, well, you know, you want to come? She's like, <clears throat> you got your and just wanders away. I was like, that's legit. That's how Black brothers and sisters be talking to each other. We have our own shorthand. We don't need a whole lot of world words. And if there are unresolved issues between us, you gonna know, even if we don't ever really go into it. So there's this whole thing that's going on about the two main characters that feeds in to everything that happens towards the end and I thought it was fly, but at the end of the day, if you have to have a really short way to describe the theme, the main theme of this movie, and then everything that happens around it, it's Pixar. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's all. Yeah, but, there, but how often have but, people but, said that? It's like it's become but, a
0: mainstream thing, right? Right. And I think that's something too. For me, like, there's a lot of there's and again i i like when directors do this when uh there's a good balance here where he gives you enough that if you don't have some of the backstory and some of the understanding of just in general like ufo and 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 that kind of like history and things like that like i listen to podcasts and talk about ufos all the time so like, I mean, to me, right? So aliens, so, so, it really so, is right. that, that shit, right? And so like, uh, so like, uh, when there are certain things that are dropped here, that I'm just like, okay, yeah, I get where that's coming from. Like, there's a there's at one point when um, Angel is talking about some shit, and I'm just listening to him going like, this motherfucker's like, pull the fuck out of his mind. Like this motherfucker really got caught up in this. Sh- okay, all right. But you know, it's like so there there's that there's a um, yeah. So there's there there there's a bunch of that but you don't need to know that to enjoy the film. But I think it's one of those things that also, it's like some of them are almost like inside jokes that right. only you get. If you know that kind of stuff, there's a whole other thing in here too. There's the, the one with, um, was it Gordy? So we won't go too much into that, but even that shit, right. And, 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 and what they do with that, like there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Like, like a lot of people look at and go like, this is the, why is it related this doesn't make any sense why is he like this this is what, what, what's he doing right right
1: but there's this other you know it's a really subtle allegory and this is the one that grew on me that i almost missed um uh one was about you know the relationships between fathers and daughters and fathers and sons and what that means and what legacy means and who people are who's it's expected to be the standard bearer and what that does to the other one when they have to realize that they're outside that circle of trust but there's also this thing about let let's be real, you know, black people and other non-white people who have been targeted. At, we say for years, and everybody's always like, "Oh, well, you know, maybe you misunderstood something, maybe you misconstrued something." But now, in the messy days, if I got a camera with me 24 hours a day, step you know, 24 seven you really can show people how people be treating you and how you how people act and there was a whole movement for a whole summer because there was finally one incident that there was no way you could re-describe what was happening there was no other kind of explanation you couldn't you couldn't mince words none of that was going to work and it changed the entire societal fabric for a moment in time of course you know because people are shallow um the dial kept turning because you know the the media churn doesn't stop and now we find ourselves in another place where a significant number of things that weren't recorded but were just important have fallen by the wayside and I think that that messaging in this movie, in a monster movie, in a in a in a horror movie, in a in a, a UFO movie, it's brilliantly done because it also opens the door to talk about what is the person who's famous. What are they famous for? Like uh C's character play is a child actor, but that's not his claim to fame in this movie. And he hangs his hat on some real weird stuff. So it talks about unaddressed trauma, uh, what we do with trauma, how we've monetized it. Uh, We talk about how people, like he's got all this stuff in here. I'm telling you, the more I think about this movie, the more layers that open up, the more I understand why the third act went the way that it did. Mm -hmm. Because this movie also has a big, huge component that falls right into uh that space between Ripley's believe it or not and the outer limit.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's I'm I'm with you. Like I said, it's there's one of those films that you're gonna I I walked out going, that's fine, it's good and then the more and more I thought about it, more and more I was like, No wait, that was actually really good because there's so many different layers. It's like but but and again I think that is at this point we have three of these films now from Jordan's Peel, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peel. it's typical of a Jordan Peele film, right? Yeah. Like you start peeling. But this movie didn't start... feel
1: like a black movie until I started talking about all the things right. that I wrote down in my notes, and then I realized I'm like, oh, he's not outside his lane. He's just making it real clear that there's no fucking lines on the road that he drives on. It's all right. his lane. Right. It's all his That's lane, and it's also. The fact that,
0: <laughs> I mean, no pun intended. You 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 get one of his films. You start literally start peeling back the layers that he puts into there. Right. It's like. You can you can enjoy these films at multiple levels, right? You can come in if you just come in at the surface level. You can look at this film. It's got enough. Um, it's got some, some got some horror elements. It's got some monster elements. It's got some some extraterrestrial elements in there. It's got some funny moments in there. It's got a cast that that you can either like or you uh, or even in some cases don't like, right? <laughs> but that's on purpose, right? You can you can enjoy the film at that level. You take another layer down and you still enjoy it. And then you can go all the way down to start peeling back all the different things he does across the board. You start you you can start peeling it back too. So it's like, yeah, I um Yeah. I I, I did really enjoy this film. Like I said, it's one of those films that uh it probably will have to watch again to really get everything oh, that he does. Oh, I absolutely. Need because to see that. like I said, this is this is there's again, it's only two hours and ten minutes, but it's when you start thinking about it, it's so much film, and
1: especially when you think about the three acts it has in there, right? Yeah. In the three parts, now, it's just now yeah. that that that's where I ran into it, kind of a bit of a flaw mm-hmm. in like the transition and edit arrangement because there were some times where I know he probably thought it was deliberate, but I felt like it was the wrong time for him to snap the tension the way that he did.
0: Yeah, there. Were, I'm not gonna lie, there was a couple of times he did that. and I was like, no,
1: wait, I want to.
0: But I think he did it on purpose. I, I know he did it on purpose. I, don't, I, I know he did not. I don't, I didn't like it. <laughs> no, I didn't, no, no I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, there were a couple of times he did something. I'm like, no, nah, wait, we're going to, we're just going to, we're just going to, we, 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 we just going to cut on that one. We just, we're we just going to go to the next. Okay. We doing, okay.
1: Yeah. We're not gonna but, because I, I feel like when he did those tension breaks, it changed kind of the way some of uh, uh, OJ played by Daniel Kaluuya again, uh some of his very the brevity with which he be- speaks it ter- made it a little too quippy like mm-hmm. the titular but it's also it's very very old black man when you get to the point you look into something you're like oh uh-uh. oh yeah you uh-uh. know
0: no, he's he definitely he he's he definitely channeling in, in in this film uh Keith david plays his father he definitely channeled mm-hmm. Keith david in this <laughs> Right, but, but, but uh, it's, it's I mean, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all, he, all black man living on a farm. Like he, that's listen. what it is. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that.
1: Listen, with a little sister who was a lot, and I felt like, like I'm not gonna lie. At one point, I was like, "Do I need to call mm-hmm. and apologize?"
0: I'm, nah, not to wanna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. That's how I knew Key Barmer was doing a good job. A couple times, I wanted to strangle her. I was like, "If you yeah. don't." Turn that music. Go down sit and your and down. Sit down and do. <laughs> what are you, like when but she, it's she, a lot. She, she a shows, shows, romantic, shows, man. She shows up late one time, and I'm like, I want, and she's. I'm like,
1: is she? Yeah. You're. Yeah. But there. Yeah. But there was so much about their dynamic, their relationship, their personalities, their character traits. All of it was just treated as as it should be. Like it was just normal that this is their family. This is how they act. You know. he's clearly into women because she's hitting on people in the fries you know uh, Daniel looks around you don't know what's up with him but he just look at his sister like can you not just for fucking what I he has that look down pat I I imagine it's the look that either you or deep gives me every once in a while when I go off and you just like could you not and I'm like but I must uh but the more I think about those elements of the movies and how it feels, and like I know you resonated with it because you a whole ass curmudgeon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I like how you own it, but uh, there's a whole there's a whole commentary about the racer, especially racial black men and their achievements. And he opens the movie with a sequence, and then it circled back later, and it becomes extremely important to understanding who these, who the Haywards are. Is it Haywards or Haywood? I'm going to say it's Haywood. 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 Hayward is black as hell. But he also threads the needle, leaving the door with all these other metaphors that are intended to unsettle that talk to, about you know, what happens when someone says, I refuse to allow you to erase me. What do we do with that? What do we turn it into? How does it get manipulated? You know, and what do the survivors do to keep trying to survive? And it wasn't until I started thinking about it that way that the 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 the, the visible and uh, tonal disconnect that he created between OJ's character and Ricky, played by Steven New's character, and the the way their lives were turning out made sense. And I was like, I still don't like what you did there. I don't mm-hmm. like how you did it, but I'm mad at you because now I had to sit in this space where you snapped the tension and think about. What are the whys and wherefores of how these other pieces fit together? And you got this one man who's sitting over here ruminating like an old dude. Like he just needs a stool outside of a shop on a hill in an old Bama town. Talking about this thing and what he thinks it means. You know, recalling lessons that he's learned from his father. And you got this other guy on the other end who's created this what he thinks is going to be the way that his family legacy and how he's processing his pain and that neither one of them has ever dealt with their grief or their, the horror of seeing the things that they did and how it shaped them and how they responded. And I was like, well, shit, you got me again. In a movie about a UFO. I was a little mad, Chris. Yeah. I was a little mad.
0: Yeah. There's, uh-huh. Yeah, there, 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 there's a lot there, you know, and and it, and it's also got some some genuine, genuinely creepy, horrible uh, horror moments in there. And again, as always with Jordan Peele, there are it's not what you think, right? Mm-mm. And when they give it really you the, when they give you the reveal of what they're doing with, because I was I was waiting for right, because at this point I'm waiting for I'm like, okay, what is this? What 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 is he doing with? this ufo and what like what are we doing here right and i'm i'm over here Mm -hmm. coming and i didn't see it i kind of didn't see it coming until a a little bit further in i was like oh that's what you okay and then i was like oh that's actually gonna be worse and then there's from there you get some really genuinely like somehow i think that's worse
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know i clocked clocked that something was off
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then the first time um he pushed back with a question of his own mm-hmm. on emerald i was like oh and then later when there's the moment where the the creepy song that i'm talking about and it's not the one from the trailer but by the way the way they use the song that y'all heard in the trailer it is so traumatizing and anxiety inducing and i was really not okay with that whole scene um that other moment in there and it's just an actor saying the lyrics Mm -hmm. but when you have an idea of what's that something's clearly up with this actor and he is off and um you realize that whatever you think that it is in the sky it don't like us or if it do it has its own agenda that may not necessarily mean we end up well right but by this point they know at least the dominant pervasive theory as to what's happening because of something that happens in the scenes before which is absolutely and completely grotesque and also a shade of ridiculous that i really haven't seen since some old black and white the outer limits episode quite Mm -hmm. frankly yeah uh but the way they lead you to understanding what oj's realization is about what they're dealing with and what it means they've got this other character who's inserted themselves into the situation angel Right. um <laughs> <laughs> it means it because of one of the family man i'm not gonna lie i, I was the whole time i'm, I'm
0: actually kind of rooting for angel i'm like you know what i was kind of pissed about this dude i thought he was gonna yeah. be a problematic and i was like actually, you know what? No, I'll let Angel come along, yo. Let him... I was like, yeah, yeah let him, come yeah. on, let him ride. You know, He's this far? Because in, it... in the trailer, that means some some assholes to him. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, no, come on, man. Angel's, Angel's helping out. And Angel actually turned out to be a really good dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's <it's> very helpful. He's <laughs> a clutch some moments. Right. But, but when you realize a part of also what he real he represents is this this sense of entitlement people have to knowing what's going on, once mm. they have an inkling that something is going on, that they feel like they can just dip in your business, even when you tell them no, it's just like the way that he in in great in inserts himself.
0: Yeah, is I very
1: invasive. Yeah, yeah,
0: it it was it was it was. At the same time, but, I was like, at the same time, you're like, good thing he did, but like, <laughs> I mean, really, they'd have been, they'd have been paddle without. Right, it's a good thing. It's a good thing he did, but at the yeah. same time, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We did. We did yeah. do some some. Invasion of privacy. Probably folks broke some, some the, from yeah. Fry laws You know, probably shouldn't have done that, you know.
1: Yeah, but it's also a moment when you get in here, when you realize what the whole, um, the premise and everything that's going on, there's a moment here where they reach out. And, as typical, no one believes them. They just get, bl- they just get brushed off, and it takes third-party objective, uh, statements and, and, an incident, a uh, fucked-up incident, Mm -hmm. uh before anyone's willing to entertain that they're not just out here but part of it also has to do with that kiki palmer's character is designed in such a way that she's more than a little bit two parts Razmataz and hustler Mm -hmm. so she looks like she might be you know down for a scam or two
0: yeah but at some point she also gets to the point where she's just like you know what maybe this game (laughs) <laughs> and this is where yeah. I like it too. This is where <laughs> you get that moment when uh sometimes the roles reverse and the person who's down, who seems to always be down for the scam ain't really about it, but the person who yeah. was not down for the scam is like, "Nah, we keep going.
1: We here now.
0: Where you? Where are you going? We gonna we gonna keep doing this?" And they're like, "Nah, nah, we trying to
1: leave." It's like, "Nah, we, we we ride this out now. We, we right, we, we in this together now. <laughs> right, but it's in those awkward moments where you're laughing that you also realize." or by you, I mean me. I've, I had to write my first review for this right after I saw uh, the movie. I had to come home, sit down, drink some water, and bang out about a thousand words right then and there. So I was still kind of stuck on some of the unevenness, the lack of cohesion, because mm. these stories do work better in isolation. But as we kind of talk more and i pulled out the rest of my notes and i went back and reviewed it again i started to realize to a certain extent i think they're supposed to yeah that no, it's yeah. Good. that it's not just about showing you the 360 uh literally I, it's not just about showing you the 180 of what's going on it's about it's the actual 360 you coming back to full circle so like the point that you said you know uh emerald was about it till she wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. And when she was ready to go, she tried to break. And that's when you start to see through the cracks of all of that, that for all her, me, myself, and I, even once you understand some of her detachment from her family farm, from the ranch that her brother is working diligently to to continue and maintain. You even, even after you get that, you get to that just that one moment. And I'm not gonna lie, I laughed out loud. People like turned and looked at me. And I was like, you're white, it's fine. Uh, But that like three Black people who were further down the road all leaned forward and then everybody sat back because there's just something that happens in that moment that is so quintessential of Black people, be it your family by blood or your family by friend. I think we've all had that one moment where someone's like, come on, man. Yours is like, no, we're here now. Mm -hmm. And then you find out exactly what their level of loyalty is and commitment to you. By what they do next, and he did it just so quick and so subtle you could almost miss it
0: yeah i well I, I think if you look at all three of the films he's 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 done solo his his feature films I think you could say that all of them at some points maybe get up uh get up probably less, so well all of them have feel disjointed, but i i think it's it's done on purpose to, to i think two purposes i think. As Jordan Peele's really in his director artistic bag, in which he tries to make the audience feel uncomfortable, right? And I think that by doing some of the order, like you said before, about some of the the weird cuts he does, like he does it on purpose. He's like, Oh, I know you want to go down that path, but we're not going to do that right now, right? And I'm going to make you have to go, I'm going to make you have to remember this line or go down this path or. Or, or had to watch this film again to catch that thing I did there because I'm not going to, no, I know that. It, it, and so he, he does it very, you know, on purpose with that. Um, and again, you know, there's a, a, lot of directors do that. I think he does it any way that, and sometimes when directors do it, I, it pisses me off, but he does it in a way that I actually, it flirts the line. I know at some point he's going to cross that line for me, I'm gonna be like, nope, nope, like literally on this one, nope, not doing it. I'm out. Like, you, you lost me. Um, but I think that I like the fact that he keeps pushing that on, right? And
1: yes, yeah, it was just weird. You, you have to kind of the nostalgia in this movie isn't the narrative, it's the framework. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at different beats of what's happening, the things that you're seeing in the background, the the, the sequence that he opens the movie with, they have a direct impact and understanding and an anchor in the narrative, not just flavoring the world building. So this is a sci-fi western, and if you have never seen Buck and the Preacher. Sydney Portier's 1972 Western. I I I I beg of you to fix that. One, because you know, there's it's that's a poster in the background, so it you know it's an influence of Jordan Peel's. But the other is it's like one of the first documented incidences of full-on, full out, real ass black cowboys. And when you're looking at that, and then you see some of the scenes and the way that he handles OJ, Otis Jr.'s character, he is straight up and down. Uh a stoic cowboy who takes on missions that can only be described as quixotic aka Don Quixote tilting at some damn red windmills but to him he's fighting giants and saving damsels from from dragons and and from beings you know burned at the stake So there's this this edge of he starts out under the premise, ain't nobody going to believe this. You're on one. And then he takes all of that and he pulls it into this story in such a way that, first of all, the choices he made, I think a 65 millimeter phone and like some IMAX cameras going on here. I saw this in RPX. How did you see it?
0: uh regularly but uh they had the they put us in the dolby theater
1: okay the so you saw it in dolby yeah. i saw. It. those are your that's where you go nothing less than dolby or rpx for this movie it's big it's expansive the soundscape is fucking that, phenomenal that's
0: the one thing that i was going to mention too that i think because this is another thing that we've seen him do visuals before but not like this where i'm all like Okay, this is another 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 interesting thing for Jordan Peele to do because it is dealing with some there's some there's some different shots that you haven't seen in his other films that he does, yeah. um, and the way he does it. So that's something, thing too that's weird. Like, yes, he's done three horror films, but they're all very different. Outside of just having black people, if you think about it, they're all kind of different right and mm-hmm. so i i don't yeah i, I think that's the other thing too like sometimes you get directors like this and they stay in a lane and i think we, you kind of right. mentioned it before like he doesn't like he has a lane but it's not the lane you
1: think it is right and, right i, I i'm a little resentful of some of the the um the Headlines on reviews that are coming out saying, "Oh, it's a sci-fi movie, but not the way you think," or "It's an alien invasion movie, but not the way you think." And I was like, "You shouldn't have been thinking anything. It's fucking Jordan Peele." Yeah. But um, or or it it, and I and I feel like to a certain extent they're trying so hard to pigeonhole him, and he won't do it, and he won't do it. Or they're trying so they're trying to swear up and down that his main thematic drive. Is X, and that may be true, but he's like, well, you know what? You think you got me? Dig some more. Let's do it this way. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna play in this lane, and 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 the breadth of knowledge that he has about the world makes me feel like I need to go back and like, study because I am a right. failure in life.
0: Because like I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, you listen to a podcast on Skinwalker Ranch, didn't? You? Yep. Because I'm like, you just okay.
1: Like it just there's just so much like, of this stuff like it's, it's things like that. I'm just like. Yeah, dude. What, what? But just as much as he listens to figures like Skinwalker Ranch he turned turn on the other side. I mean, as much as people like to disrespect it, there's amazing things that happen in Shyamalan's signs, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see some hat tips.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There's a there's a. I call it the power of the dog moment the clown I was oh. like, I, I laughed my ass off. I'm like, I know it. I know it probably had nothing to do with it, but I was just like, listen, because I remember our conversation. I, when we had that movie, and me and D, me and Brandon were not happy.
1: And so then they get stuff like that. In this movie, I'm like, okay, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> it really was, and it almost like, they almost line up exactly the same way. It, so it, it like, really does. I swear I'm like, I gotta are see. Are trolling Jane Campion or is this system like, just I'm that? Like,
0: did they, I'm like, did they shoot in the same place? Is that the same fucking hill? Like, I have to. I, have, right. I now got a question right. because now I'm like, right. see, see, see. And back of my mind I'm going like, see, that's how you shoot that scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, it, I mean, it starts to make you wonder because, like, you know, everybody made a big deal. They're Like, oh, but the composition. I'm starting to think that there are just certain things that when you are a filmmaker, you have an understanding that this is how you stage and this is how you set and this is how you put it out. Maybe it's because of what the cinematographer needs. Maybe it's because you're working with a dude who likes to use filters to get his natural light and he don't like LEDs. So you gotta get this shit during the day, whatever it is, the same configuration that they had and the way that they arrange people, even how they had them standing mm-hmm. and looking, I was like, mm-hmm. this is beautiful, but it feels familiar. And now that you said why it feels familiar, I hate yeah. you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm sitting at the chair. going like, see, see,
1: see that this, I can get how you shoot that.
0: This, 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 this I can get behind. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. but I, 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 I really, truly, honestly think that it is possible to go in this movie and be like, well. You know, there's a really good story here going on about these brother this brother and sister and their family legacy in the ranch and what's happening on it. And but he doesn't dig in, he doesn't interrogate their relationship. Or there's really a whole lot going on with Steve Ewn about how the fuck he ends up in the middle of the Podunk Nowhere running a family um uh uh not version of Knott's Berry Farm that uh patterned after a gold rush era mine uh mining town. Uh that there's this like the whole dead end aspect of I live here and there's nowhere to go, but here, there's no up, there's no down, there's simply here that's going on that you get the vibe with angel who needs to really, really consider a different strain of weed. Um, <laughs> and he lets the backdrop fall off. He gives you just enough for you to get a sense of where these people are. But there's also this kind of really subtle commentary going on here about loyalty and reliance and resentment because there's some, there's some less than not, not low key hostility at a certain point in this movie between Emerald and OJ and you mm-hmm. understand why but it's almost difficult to, to get what her problem with him is and when you realize there are multiple sequences in here where you're getting flashbacks and all of them have to do with their father hmm. and what he's saying, and then you start to see that he's leading his son to to rethink his assumptions, right like what if what what if it's not, hmm. or what if the x is happening or and it changes the flavor in the interpretation, but for his sister. Those moments are happening with respect to how she feels about her brother himself, right?
0: Hmm.
1: Not the farm, not what's going on, not her next scheme, not her next come through, her brother. And there's an awkward tension there that never really gets resolved. And if you get extremely invested in that, you can walk away from this movie. Mad, you can walk over and be like, "Well, it's mid, it's it's like you know." But you also have to remember that the things that you end up wanting to say when you're criticizing the movie is, "Well, it's no Get Out and Us." And honestly, is it really that bad to say, you know, I liked your other two movies better than I liked your third, but your third is still I, right. right? Well, and I think that's the so, thing
0: too. It's like it's it, this like again. I I can already see it because I know this is film is not going to be for the is, there's, there's going to be a lot of overlap between the different films and people who like all of them. But I can also see when there's people that are going to drop off. I'm like, this is not, no, that's not for you because even the thing but you're I talking also, about between Emerald and OJ, sorry. it's like, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. They, they drop enough things. But again, it, it, Jordan Peele just does that thing where he's, he's at this point, I'm not going to hold your hand. You right. know what but it is. But he also right? made
1: an entire movie. That when you get some objective distance from it, you realize on one level, it's literally the embodiment of the quote, you know, full of sound and fury, but signifying nothing. Mm -hmm. So when you get to that point, you kind of have to interrogate yourself Am I trying to make him reach a resolution or a conclusion because that's what I need? When that's not what he served me, am I just being bitchy about? eating what's on my plate because I didn't make it but there are I think there are legitimate ways in which you could look at this movie you could watch this movie you can find this movie entertaining and enjoy it and then say I'm only about mid on this one Mm -hmm. because it's it takes more and it takes particular types of things to resonate with you before even as you're peeling back those layers those layers matter enough to you for you to realize that the allegory in this one is just as thick as the one in us. Because let's be real, at this point, if I had to put my Jordan Peele projects in order, it would be us, nope, Twilight Zone, and Get Out. Hmm. So what does that tell you?
0: Yeah, well, you're weird, so. No, I mean, no,
1: I'm just talking about the ones that like hit me and stay with me now, if oh, we're no. just talk if we're talking like, you know, other types of categorically speaking types things, they're almost equal to me. They, like there's no one I or think, better. Well, yeah, I, think because they, I, I feel they, like it's all big parts of one whole. Right.
0: And they all hit different. They all hit, go with different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the thing here. You can pick and choose and you can still find like he hasn't had a miss yet. <laughs> you know, I think mean, that's the big thing. And I don't think uh, this is going to be one. No, no, not at all. So, um, what would you give it out of 10?
1: Mm, mm, I think a 7.5, maybe? Maybe an 8? I gave it 3 out of 5 out of 5. Okay. So, I'll put you at 7.5. I'm at an eight and a half.
0: 8.5. I liked it um and again the more i think about it the more i and again it's definitely something i'm gonna see I'm again um but mm. i really like this I, I really like this film um i think again it's it's got a lot of elements that that check a lot of boxes for me uh in the weird state um but like you said Name. it also still is you know <laughs> it also still is a black film right even yeah. down to when we say you know uh, lack of Daniel, the one we
1: talk about it. Yeah,
0: Daniel and, and and Kiki do a really good job as brother and sister in that relationship. And you get the full spectrum of you know, you know, a little bit of resentment, but also love, you know, and also like you know, ride or die. Because I mean, yeah, you know, there might be times you get on my nerves, but we still family. There's a there's a moment in here where after she, she uh, like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna strangle her so much. Like if I was if I was OJ, I would strangle the fuck out of her. Doing the shit out of me, and they get back to the house, and, and then, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they drinking, trilling, and smoking, right? And they just chilling. And you're just like, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, and you're just like, yeah, that's family. That's that's what it is. I
1: mean, but, look, you know, just, I, my brother right. flat out at one point in time, somebody was being mean to me. He turned and looked and said, "Look, I can say what the fuck I want to her. You can't. I whoop your ass. Stop it.
0: Right. Exactly. And we and, and we
1: her all the way home, yeah. and then when we got home, we we just sat down and had a drink. Right. So that's what it is,
0: and so. Um, but
1: that's why I said sometimes the way in the moments when he chose to be extremely Im- to tell, story tell by imprint by the the subtleties there. um I think it's going to throw some people. I think that's a I think that's a legitimate thing to be thrown by. And if it throws you off in a point where you feel like you can't get past the caricatures and the memification of certain aspects of people's behavior, if the brevity doesn't lead to clarity for you you could you could come down on one side of this movie and be like i'm i'm all right yeah, I'm, just, absolutely. I'm all right on it yeah absolutely. but this this is yeah but this is really truly i think this is going to be his most polarizing movie oh yes because and that makes me happy because the longer we talk about it the more i like this movie the longer because when talking to you and the things that hit for you reminds me of things that i noticed i cataloged i acknowledged but I may not have given them enough weight to counterbalance out the other things that were kind of like, you know, flags for me that or pulled me out of the story a little.
0: And, but and and I'll say this is because you know you you like this film and again you're talking to me. I think this is also going to be one of those films that after watching a second time, it only goes up. Yeah, I don't think you definitely. I don't think
1: you like this less upon rewatch.
0: No, and I think that after you, even you come out. Um, you know, being like, what the fuck did I watch? What is this? I'm out. Nope. I'm, and you're really on some, nope. Which then I'm looking at the name of the film going like, yeah, yeah, I think he also named the film because he knows some people are going to come out of the film going, nope. nope. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and and so again, even even naming the film, he's playing a game here yeah. and playing the audiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also one of the things that I think if you, if you come out of the film going, nope, but then watch it again like a month or two later, you're going to start picking up things. You're like, Oh wait, I didn't catch that or, Oh shit that. Oh, that. So,
1: because even with it, where you start to feel the time a little in the middle, there is a lot to this movie, but ultimately I felt like he wanted to make sure that everything he did was in service to the bigger picture. So the, the, the alien story is in service to that bigger picture. The brother and sister dynamic in the relationship, it doesn't need to be fully investigated or fully fleshed out because it's in service to this bigger story. And it's better that it's not fully fleshed out because some question about their motives, space for other people to put, to project onto them is necessary. Same with Angel, staying with Steve. Probably with Steve is Ricky the most, which is why... Um the order of his story is so fucked up. Yeah. And when you really realize what's going on, because at the end of it, all of this comes together as a commentary on how we consume mess and what people will do to get that perfect shot, to have that moment, and what they'll risk, who and what they'll sacrifice. Because you'll get to the end of this movie and they have Kiki Palmer do something that at the very very end i had one reaction but i did write up the size of my notes and this isn't a spoiler but it's a question you can take in here what the fuck was that map that they put those things on because there started to be a little bit of synchronicity and made me question my own judgment about things that had happened in the final act, and when you get to that point and you realize that he put all this stuff together, and it's a commentary on our fascination with the lurid and the macabre and the morbid, and how people go about getting famous, and the choices they make to do it, some of these other things start to matter a little less. Like
0: there's a stereotype. I- like some of it, some of it is not subtle because there's a stereotypical
1: uh, TMZ reporter. In this film. Man, that is the y'all gonna get your lives. I wish I could speak in more detail because that whole sequence about took me out. Like everything about
0: it, from what he was, what he was yeah. driving, riding on yeah. to, to, yeah. to the fact he never took us out. Like everything about that sequence had me dying, going like, oh we just? Are we just gonna? Okay, yeah, it, okay,
1: yeah." And then at the end, the mm-hmm. moment that that moment of choice, I was uh-huh. like, "Yep." That's mm-hmm. what
0: happens, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but how? But how he had OJ's character say it? Well, mm-hmm. yep. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> I was like, uh? <laughs> but but I think those are the kinds of things that for some people who want to pigeonhole him as um as redoing or reimagining certain things through the lens of the black experience. They're gonna find themselves in this movie realizing that that's not the lens this time, that he's done a significant amount of normalization in this movie to force you to do it, and that the, the points and the questions that he's raising and the implications that he's building and the metaphors that he's going for, all that shit is still there, but it's bigger than that because it's also about the consequence Of how those characterizations are made about people. And the spectacle that can be the result. And the choices that makes people make when they're just trying to fucking survive. And I sometimes hate Jordan Peele. Because sometimes I just want a weird alien movie. And he gives me that. But let's be real. Anybody who listened to me and Parish of Herosia talk about The Twilight Zone knows. I still have problems with one episode about an octopus. Yeah. So, you know, it's on site. It's on site, for Jordan. It's on site, Chris. On site. I might ask for an autograph first. I might ask for some exclamations, but we might actually have to box. Because he'd be messing with me and I don't like it. But I do like it. Uh-huh. What would your order of movies be since you called me weird? I
0: mean, no, it's, it's hard for me to, to to pick an order on these. Just because, like I said, I, I like them all. Um... I'd probably do get out. I'd probably just swap get out in, in um, us. So I probably had get out. Nope. Then us. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, but like I said, I I like them all. it, it, it yeah. Again, it's, it's just all it's it's just they all hit different. They all had different mm-hmm. different things they're hitting. So,
1: um, we should be thankful that Jordan Peele re Jordan Peel refuses to allow other people to define his lane all right so. all right
0: folks so you guys have it that's a review for nope on movie Trailer reviews podcast make sure you guys subscribe movie Trailer reviews itunes to radio spotify and we'll be back soon so again folks thank you very much for listening until next time we're out of here peace